What's happening, Surf City fam? I am so overjoyed yet again to be able to share the word with you. I'm here in the auditorium missing you guys and can't wait for us to be able to hang out again together. But we're going to jump right in the word today. How many of you guys have been blessed so far by the It Ain't Cancelled series? Come on, I can't see you physically, but if that's you, go ahead and put your hand up where you are uh, and let me know in the spirit, in the spirit. Uh, but let's go ahead and pray. We're going to jump right in. I believe that what I got to share with you today is going to be uh, impactful. It's going to be empowering. And I encourage you to extend your faith in this moment. God, we thank you so much for this preaching moment. Lord, I pray that your power would move. Lord, not just here at Serve City, but Lord, wherever your gospel is being preached in the city of Toronto and beyond. Lord God, I pray that your power would move in every man and every woman of God because we are not their competitors, but we are their co-laborers. And so we thank you and we give you honor for what you're about to do in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen, amen. Praise God. It ain't canceled. Come on, somebody in the chat real quick put it ain't canceled, it ain't canceled. Listen fam, so uh, as you know, if you've been following me, I love running. And most recently, I started riding. I invested in a road bike. Uh, this week, I did a 56K uh, ride and I'm excited about it. Um, I also love walking and sometimes I go on prayer walks just to switch it up, you know, and that's how I'll start my day. Not too long ago, something crazy started happening. I started realizing as I was walking, you know, I just saw uh, something dangling from a web. And I'm like, and I thought it was a spider, but then at first, uh, at first I thought it was a spider. And then I realized, hold up a minute, this ain't no spider. This is actually a caterpillar. And then before I dodged one, it was swinging from the tree uh, on some silk. How many of you seen that happen before? Uh, and then I, I dodged one and right after it was another one. And for my entire walk and for most of them going forward up to this point I noted that there are always caterpillars that are swinging from you know these silky webs off of these trees and so I'm dodging them trying to demand them don't want them in their hair right and so I just always be dodging them and just walking and you know and and so this happened for a little while just noticing that they'd always be dangling and swinging so today I went out on one of my runs I ran a 10k this morning and as I was out I noticed something that was insane out of nowhere as I'm running all these moths are just flying all over the place and so I'm like, what on earth? I mean, they're popping out of bushes. They're coming. It's almost like there was a mass birth of moths. <laughs> but it's insane because as I started thinking about it, it clicked in my head. Wait a minute. These are all of the caterpillars that I saw swinging from the webs. They had a transformative process. Come on, somebody. And consequently, now all of them, which used to crawl on the ground, are positioned through what happened in their transformation somebody sees where I'm going to the place where now they have wings and they're able to do stuff that they were unable to do before man so uh, it, for anybody who knows about what happens with with butterflies and what happens with moss and how they go from crawling to flying and you can go look it up it's really amazing but what happens is they they spin themselves into this cocoon and inside the cocoon they use digestive 
enzymes, and this ain't no science lesson, but what they do is they use it to break down all of their tissues. And so what happens in, in the cocoon is that they turn into a soup. If you were to open the cocoon, a soup would just pour out. And so the caterpillar that was used to crawl on the ground that was swinging and dangling from the silk webs actually turns into a soup in the cocoon. You can't even recognize it in the cocoon. Come on, somebody. But then something is happening in that process, even though the, the caterpillar becomes unrecognizable. And what happens is it eventually ends up coming out of the cocoon, turns into a moth, or it turns into a butterfly, and that which was confined to the ground or only things they could crawl on now is able to have flight. My God, somebody's wondering where I'm going with this thing. I want you to just stay with me because for part three of our It Ain't Cancel series, I believe that God has something to share with us on today. So as you know, for the past few weeks, we've been looking at the story of Joseph. In the first week, we looked at pit happens because Joseph was thrown into a pit, ultimately sold into slavery, and then sold to somebody by the name of Potiphar. And last week we looked at while Joseph rose to a place of success, what ends up happening is his wife ends up trying to get him in a booby trap, Potiphar's wife, and Joseph says, nah fam, and he bims and she and leaves his garment behind and consequently out of this she ends up lying on him and so it's pretty insane because of what happens uh there's the pit then he's in Potiphar's house and now we see something hereafter that I believe is going to be impactful and you'll see why I told that story in a moment so if you will let's look at Genesis 39 the end of the chapter verse 19 Genesis 39 verse 19 the Bible says as soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him. This is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. My God. The Bible says, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the Bible says, and the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. Now, I'm going to stop there for a moment. Listen, fam, this is absolutely nuts. So here, Joseph stands for what is right. Joseph decides, listen, your thirst trap is is not going to entangle me. Come on, somebody. He says, I'm fleeing from entanglement. I'm not going to be entangled in a yoke of bondage. And he runs out and leaves his garment behind. And But the thing is, watch this, you know, we would think that because he stood up for righteousness that the next step would be glamorous. Come on. But we note that the opposite takes place. Because he stood for righteousness, Joseph, on the contrawise, ends up getting thrown into prison. Come on, somebody. And I just want to start by letting somebody know today, watch this, the outcome of standing for righteousness is not always glamorous. Come on, let me say that again. 
the outcome of standing for righteousness is not always glamorous. See, there's some of you, my God, you said, you know what? I'm going out of the way to try and do what's right. I want to do the right thing. But the fact of the matter is that there are many of you that you did the right thing and it landed you in a stickier situation than you were in before. And there are some of you, I even hear you, Holy Ghost, where you're like, I wish I was back where I came from. I wish I gave in. I wish I did stuff the crooked way because look at where I'm at right now. Come on. As a result of standing for righteousness state. But I showed up to let you know that you got to change and shift your perspective. Even though the enemy may be tempting you to think that you should have done the wrong thing, the fact of the matter is that you have to understand that if you did the wrong thing, it would have hindered you. I'm prophesying. It would have hindered you even though you would have had a false sense of comfort, come on, and instant gratification. It would have hindered you from going forward and experiencing what God has for you. Oh my, I want to let you know the outcome of righteousness is not always glamorous. And there are many of you, the only reason why you wanted to do what was right is because you thought you were going to get a reward that you were expecting. Come on. But the reason why we ought to do what's right, come on, I want to challenge the Western perspective. In this Western world, our perspective is all about stuff and things. But how about the fact, like I told you last week, that Joseph says, I'm not going to lie with you because it's a sin against God. How about the fact that we have the fear of God and not the fear of God in terms of we're scared of him, but fear in terms of reverence. And because we are God-fearing, we're willing to do what's right, even if it puts us in a position where it's not glamorous. I'm doing what's right because it's right. Come on. I'm not doing what's right so I can get a reward, but I'm doing what's right because I want to honor God and God is my king and my Lord. And consequently, this is what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for his glory. Come on, somebody. And so the outcome of doing right thing isn't always glamorous. And some of you regret the choices that you made, the good choices that you made because of the ramifications and the things that happen after. There are people that start talking about you. Some of you, you have been pushed in a place of isolation yet again. We find that Joseph is thrown into a prison. He is thrown into a situation. Come on. Like I was telling you about the caterpillars. They're swinging from silk cords. Come on, somebody. They're swinging from silk cords. But then the next thing we find after they are bungee jumping off of silk cords is that they end up in a cocoon and what their existence used to be turns into a soup. Come on. And just like the caterpillar, Joseph finds himself entrapped. He finds himself in a cocoon sort of situation. He finds himself in a jail cell after he has made the decision to stand for righteousness. But I want you to note this. I want you to note this. Uh, The Bible says in verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph. Oh my, I, I just want you to understand this. I hear you. I hear you, Lord. I want you to, I want you to grab this and I want you to hold on to it. Uh, point number two, here it goes. God's presence is always in attendance. Oh my, I felt that preach. God's presence is always in attendance. I'm so glad that if I end up in a prison for righteousness sake, that God's presence is always in attendance. The Bible says that Joseph 
Joseph was in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph. Oh my, that's the best place to be in. You want to be in the prison with God's presence as opposed to being in Potiphar's wife's bed without his I don't know who I'm talking to. God's presence is there. God's presence is with Joseph when he is in the middle of it. And so I'm so glad that his presence is in attendance. I don't know what cocoon sort of a situation or imprisonment sort of a situation you're in right now. Hello, world. We're in the midst of COVID-19 and we're all in this crazy position right now where we are all like, man, it seems like we are entrapped. It seems like we are all alone. It seems like we are here and some of you are saying, God, where are you? I stood for you. I hear you. And I even see some of you that are in your room with the blinds drawn and you are like, man, what on earth? God, could God be with me now? Even for those of you who stood for righteousness on your job and now you're in the position where you have lost your job and you're like, how in the world? What happened to Jehovah Jireh? I'm here to tell you that Jehovah Jireh is there. Come on. His presence is in attendance. Come on. You ought to put that in the track. God's presence is in attendance. Come on. God's presence is in attendance in your situation. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. Come on. That means whether I'm in Potiphar's house, whether I'm in the pit or whether I'm in the prison, that God's presence is in attendance. Man, right there in the midst of the sickness. Some of you, I see you've been doing right. You've been trying to get your health in order you've been doing and you've been following all of the right things and suddenly out of nowhere sickness has decided to hit your body and you're like Jehovah Rapha where are you God's presence is in attendance somebody facing identity theft and you're like man what on earth I didn't even do this thing I was doing the right thing something popped up and all my stuff started getting seized and you're like man I am right in the middle of some craziness and God is saying my my presence is still in attendance. Stand still. Don't allow the enemy to distract you. Come on. Because as long as God's presence is in attendance, you better know that that cocoon is for your development and for your betterment. And when you come out of this thing, you're coming out with some wings. I wonder who I'm preaching to. When you come out of this thing, you're coming out with some wings. Come on. God's desire is to get you to the place where you come out flying. They that wait, oh I feel the Bible, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Even like the caterpillar turns into a soup in its cocoon. And it, you look and you're like, man, where's the caterpillar? It seems unrecognizable. There are many that would look at you or you might even be looking in the mirror and saying, where did I go? But I just want to declare to somebody today that even in in the midst of this pandemic where it looks nuts and it looks like a soup and your life and certain things in your life may seem irrecognizable. I want you to know that God's presence, hey, hey, woo, I feel him, is in attendance. Come on. God's presence, I feel that power, is in attendance. Come on. You ought to give the Lord praise right now. Put those hands together where you're watching because God's presence is in attendance. No sickness can drive him out come on somebody he can drive sickness out but sickness can't drive him out come on poverty can't drive him out but Jehovah Jireh can drive poverty out I wonder who I'm talking to depression
depression can't close him out but he most definitely can be a mind regulator I feel this power right now because his presence is in attendance come on put those hands together I gotta move one more time and give God praise because his presence is in attendance come on not only not only is the outcome of righteousness not always glamorous and not only is God's presence always in attendance but I love this here if you continue watch this this is powerful not only does the Lord with him shows him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison see that success continues to follow him Verse 22, and the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? Come on. And then the Bible says, the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge. Because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Oh my, this is some powerful stuff. If you remember, Joseph was in a position similar to this when he was in Potiphar's house. But although his position changed, the favor on his life was still there. And because God's presence was still with him because God's presence was in attendance even in the cocoon situation that he was in he had no choice but to prosper even in that moment can I give you point number three I'm almost done but I want you to grab this watch this uh, just for those who really need to know that it ain't canceled here it is when you're planted in purpose Prosperity is not positional. Oh my, I'm just going, I feel this. Oh, let me just tell you again. Uh, here it is. When you're planted in purpose, prosperity is not positional. It didn't matter where Joseph was. It didn't matter whether he was in Potiphar's house or in the pit or even now in the prison. The success, the destiny that God had for him, come on, it was always going to begin manifesting even when he was in a prison. I don't know who I'm talking to that's in the cocoon season somebody ought to just put that in there in the chat uh cocoon season someone who is in a cocoon season come on for all of us about a hundred of you who are watching who are at home right now in the midst of this pandemic who are at work with about five people when you used to have 50 that were there come on i want to talk to you and let you know that what god has said over your life it is not positional it doesn't matter where you are or what your situation looks like if god said it over your life you better trust and believe that it will come to pass come on somebody the prison can't cancel it just like the pit couldn't cancel it and just like Potiphar's wife couldn't cancel it oh my I wonder who I'm talking to that your situation right now the way that it's looking you're like man that must be canceled I want to encourage you I showed up all the way from Malvern to let about five of y'all know that the position can't cancel Cancel the promise and the prosperity that God has on your life because you are planted in purpose. Come on, somebody. The purpose of God is always going to manifest. That's why there's people that try to put you down. It's even folk. I want to prophesy because I have a word of knowledge for somebody. There's somebody. I see you on the other side of this camera that your boss demoted you. Watch this. And they demoted you thinking that they were going to stop you from succeeding oh I hear you and I want to tell you that watch this they're going to be shocked out of their mind when they see how God makes you prosper even in a lower position 
Oh my, I wonder who I'm talking to. There's somebody that they tried to stop you, but the fact of the matter is they can't stop what God is for. For if God be for me and if his presence is in attendance, you better realize and understand that no matter where I am, come on somebody, I'm going to prosper. Whether I'm in the back taking care of sheep when nobody knows my name, I still got the power of God that when any lion, hey, I feel him, any lion or any bear tries to show up, I can kill lions, I can kill bears, even when nobody's looking at me. David was able, can I just preach? David had already received training in the backwoods when nobody was looking at him before he got to the place where he killed a Goliath in front of a large audience. I wonder who I'm talking to in this place. And so the fact is, God was already with him and the favor of God was on his life even when he was in the backwoods taking care of his sheep. And the Bible makes it clear that he faced a lion and a bear and he was able to kill both of them. Oh my, I don't know who I'm talking to because there's someone that you think your position has shifted the prosperity, but God can cause you to prosper even in the midst of a pandemic. Somebody give him praise right now. And there are many of you who have stopped sowing and have stopped giving because you're like, oh, I got to start penny pinching. Oh my, I hear seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The pandemic is most definitely the time when you are supposed to be sowing the most. Don't you understand that when the world is looking and saying, man, everybody is in a famine. How is it that you're prospering? You're able to say because my seed is in the hand of the man who created all things. And while y'all is tripping over resources, I put my seed in the hand of the source who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can ask or think according to the power that works within me. Oh, I feel the power of God. Somebody that knows that your faith is resting in the source. I dare you to put those hands together and give the Lord praise and let's have some church in your living room. Oh my, if I had an organ, I would do some backflips. I wonder if it's anybody that knows that your position won't hinder your prosperity when you are in purpose. My mom, my mom, and if you grow up with a West Indian background like me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because when you grow up with a West Indian background, uh, your mom and your parents, they are all about plants. Come on. Anybody witnesses? If it's you, say, that's my parents. That's my parents. Come on. You know, they plan all sorts of stuff. My parents, they eat off of the stuff that they grow in the backyard. And they'll sometimes bring in vegetables that are the size of my forearm. All sorts of crazy stuff. And one of the things my parents do is that in the house, they are all about potting plants and watering those plants. And then my mom, she has a method when she's going to open the blinds and open the drapes to make sure that the plants are are getting the amount of light that they need and all this sorts of stuff. And it's amazing to watch the way that she takes care of her plants. You know, I can't grow a plant to save my life, but it's powerful how as a result of her care of the plants, it don't matter. And this is what I've seen. When my mom has moved the plant from one house where we used to live, and then she's moved it to another house. And what happens is, oh my, the, the, the plant, when she moves it to the new house, does 
does not die because whose care the plant is in. And so even though the pot moves from one location to another location, it don't matter. It's because of whose hands and whose care the plant is in. And I just believe Joseph just knew. He's like, man, I am in the midst of a prison. Come on. I just left being in a position where I was experiencing success in Potiphar's house. And now I found myself right in the middle of a prison. But as long as the same God that was with me in the pit and was with me in Potiphar's house is with me in the prison. Come on, somebody. My position does not change my care. I don't know why I'm staying here because there's somebody who is watching today and you feel like throwing in the towel and you feel like God's promises are canceled because you've changed positions because things look a little different because it looks like soup in a cocoon. But I'm here to tell you that even though your position has changed, you can still prosper as you continue to walk in purpose. My God, one more time, put those hands together and give the Lord praise. And so it's nuts because as we go on in the story, as you go to chapter 40, the Bible says uh, that, the, that notice before this, it says that Potiphar uh, put him in the prison where the king's prisoners were. Chapter 40, as we move on, says sometime after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and his baker committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard and the Bible says in the prison where Joseph was confined there's the, somebody say his cocoon watch this the captain of the guard appointed Joseph to be with them and he attended them they continued for some time in custody and then verse 5 says and one night they both dreamed the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt who was confined in the prison each his own dream and each dream with its own interpretation when Joseph came to them in the morning he saw that they were troubled in verse 7 so he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody in his master's house why are your faces downcast today they said to him we have had dreams watch this and there is no one to interpret them and Joseph said to them do not interpretations belong to God Please tell them to me. Oh my, this is powerful. So we find now that Joseph is put in the prison where these individuals were. And what is absolutely insane is that he received, not only is he successful in the prison, but he is now placed in a position to be able to connect with these two individuals who are in position to receive interpretations, supernatural interpretations to their dreams. Man, I want to tell you this. I want you to understand this. Here it is. Point number four for you. The prison is for your activation, intercession, fortification, and promotion. Oh my, here it is. Here it is. The prison is for your activation, intercession, fortification, 
and promotion. I want you to see this. I want you to understand this. So here, let's start from the beginning. There is activation. Joseph, we know, is a dreamer, as we noted in uh, the first chapter in Genesis 37. But here in the prison, because Joseph ends up going, spoiler alert, to interpret both of their dreams, we find that God now activates not just the dreamer anointing, but now God also activates the ability for Joseph to be able to interpret dreams. Oh my, who's with me? Before he got to the prison, he was able to see dreams and he was able to dream dreams. But now there's something that is activated in him in this cocoon situation where he is now able to interpret dreams. This is so powerful. I want to let you know that you are in the prison. Watch this for your activation. It's not because you did something wrong, but the first part of point four is your activation. There's things that God is trying to activate in you that God is trying to imbue you with or God is trying to bring out of you that the things would not have come out of you unless you were in this cocoon season. Oh my, there's so many things right now that are coming out of us during this COVID season that we didn't even know that was in there. God is showing and revealing to you skills and talents and things that you never would have thought of unless you were in this position. And I believe right even right now, somebody who's watching you, this is just a prophetic message. You need to shift your perspective because the fact is that even in this season, if you would lean into God, God will open your eyes and give you ideas and concepts beyond anything that you imagine or anything that you were doing before you got into this cocoon season. If you would open yourself up, he wants to reveal a new dimension. He wants to reveal something new in and through you for his glory. And so we find now that Joseph has the inactivation of the interpretation of dreams here in Genesis chapter 40 while he is here in the prison. But then not only this, point number four, as I told you, it's for intercession. So see, the fact is that Joseph goes in this prison and he's not there for himself. Oh my, many of us when we get in situations, we're tripping so bad because of the fact that we in there that we are don't open our eyes oftentimes to look and say, well, maybe I'm here not for myself, but I'm here for somebody else. Oh my, can I tell you that in this case, that when you are in prison for righteousness sake, that the prison oftentimes is your assignment, not your punishment. The prison is your assignment, not your punishment. The reason why God sent Joseph into the prison is because he had an assignment of intercession. He was supposed to go in there to be able to seek God on the behalf of the cupbearer and the baker. And consequently, because he was there, they received interpretations to their dream. I don't know who I'm talking to, but even and even though one was favorable and one was doom filled because see the thing is when you're following God it doesn't mean that you're always going to have positive things to say to people but even a word from God that is something that is a challenge you still give God glory because it is a word from God and so Joseph is there on an assignment he is there on assignment he is there on assignment I don't know who I'm talking to don't let the devil tempt you into focusing and being so narcissistic about the fact that you are there and it's all 
all about you, but the situation you're in. Some of you, you've been begging to come off of your job. Come on. And the fact is that God has a promotion for you in the future. Hello, Joseph. But at the end of the day, watch this. Joseph's promotion was actually attached to his intercession. Oh, my. We're going to find out next week. You got to come back next week. But Joseph's, uh, Joseph's promotion and walking into the culmination of God's dream for his life was attached to his intercession. It was attached to him opening his eyes and going beyond his cell. I don't know who I'm talking to, but in this season, I want you to understand that God has an assignment. You ought to look at where you are as being on mission. Come on. You ought to ask God, God, who is it that I'm here for? Because my promise, the promise you promised me is not canceled. This pit stop must be to take care or help somebody else who is traveling along life's journey. Come on. You ought to get to the place where you realize that the prison is your assignment. Come on. It's your assignment, not your punishment. Come on. Somebody in the comments ought to put that. It's my assignment, not my punishment. I see you and I know and I can even preach to myself where you're in a position where you're like, man, I wish I could have got out of this house sooner. And God is saying, why don't you open up your eyes? Yeah, I got a house for you down the line. Yeah, I got something better than where you are. But at this season, it's not about you. It's about somebody else. And you ought to open your eyes, get out the mirror and start looking out the window at who it is that God has you in this season set up and assigned to serve. My God, can I talk about it? And so it's for your intercession. Who you need to be praying for in this season? Who do you need to be praying for? Instead of looking at your coworkers and looking down at them, instead of cussing them out, why don't you pray for them? Maybe it is that God sent you there because your prayers, the prayers of the righteous of this, since you are sanctified and you Holy Ghost filled and all this stuff, why don't you go ahead and pray for them? Shouldn't your prayers be able to work? Come on, since when does condemnation change anybody? I don't know who I'm talking to, but I wanted to let you know this. So many of us, we forget where we came from and then we want to be so hard on people. We have no grace when so much grace was needed for our stinking behind. Come on. Can I just keep it real? I know that I was a mess. And that's why some people wonder, Pastor Andrew, why are you so kind? Or why are you so gracious to people? The fact of the matter is when I look back over my life, I needed a special extended amount of grace for my situation. So how dare I think that condemnation is going to transform or change somebody? We got to get off our high horse and remember where he lifted us from come on somebody and if he was able to lift me with his grace and his love then I ought to look around and say hey who can I show love to in a magnanimous fashion oh my God if you know that God's grace and love are transforming I dare you to put them together and give the Lord some praise hallelujah come on somebody and so not only this so it was for his intercession, but also for his fortification. What do you mean by this? He, God, I believe God put him in there so he could be fortified, so he could be built. Come on. So he could be strengthened. Nobody would be able to look at him and say, hey, you just jumped from the pit all the way to the palace. Nobody would look at him and say, hey, you know what? You just were born with a golden spoon in your mouth and you just got this because of where you came from. God took him the scenic route. Come on, somebody. He took him the scenic 
crowd because he wanted to imbue him with some things that were necessary for him not just to get to the palace, but when he got to the palace, that he would be able to stay there. Come on. Oh my God, I don't know who I'm talking to. It's stuff right now that God is building in you that you couldn't get in Potiphar's house. Not only are you there on assignment, but God is softening your heart for somebody. I see that God is even helping somebody with their credit because you had to build your credit because if you went to the palace before your credit was fixed, you would end up falling back down the golden steps into poverty. And God is saying, I'm changing your mindset in this prison. I'm imbuing you with tools so that you can have generational impact because that's what ends up happening with Joseph when he gets out of the prison. God is trying to fortify you. Somebody say fortify fortify and so because of the way that Joseph serves it's so powerful this is why he ends up in the position where he is then promoted after this to the palace come on after this to the palace but it's because of how he stewards the prison because he doesn't look at the cupbearer and the baker and say hey fam you don't move from here nobody knows the trouble I see I wasn't even supposed to be in here I'm here because I did something right and look where it ended me you know, and so many of us, we're so focused on what's going and we don't realize that the way that you steward this season is going to determine you're getting to the next season. Come on. The way that you deal with the prison has to do with the way that you are promoted. Man, as I'm thinking about this and as I bring this down for a landing, I think about Paul and Silas. Everybody say Paul and Silas. And brother Paul and Silas, what ends up happening in Acts chapter 16 is that they meet up with a girl who has a demonic spirit and people are making money off of her and they get so annoyed by the spirit that is in her that they turn to her when she is following them speaking truths come on somebody because lion spirits oftentimes will disguise themselves by speaking truths and what ends up happening is they cast the devil out of her and when the people them get vexed because they can't make money off of her anymore they don't care they care more about their money than they do her deliverance they end up throwing Paul and Silas in prison somebody say in prison and so Paul and Silas they they end up in prison and when they get in there Bible makes it clear that says they are singing and they are praising God come on did you hear what I just said they are in prison singing and praising God because God still deserves my God God still deserves our praise in the midst of quarantine God still deserves our worship and they're singing my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood on righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy on Jesus name and so right there when they get to on Christ the solid rock I stand and they start singing and suddenly the place starts shaking and what ends up happening is as it starts shaking Bible says that all their bands were loosed and, and every all the doors open up and they had the opportunity in that moment to run but they end up deciding they had discernment oh my somebody say discernment in fact somebody put discernment in the comments they had enough discernment to stay back uh, and when they thought that it was time for them to get out. And the reason why they stay back, if I can just paint the picture, is because they walk up on a man who is in the position where he's getting ready to take his own life. Because if all of the prisoners got away on his watch, they were going to kill him. But Paul and Silas end up saying, and they also have influence in the prison with the others who are there. They say, don't kill yourself because we are all here. Oh my God. And so the fact of the matter is that Paul and 
and Silas, they ended up in the prison for righteousness sake. Can I preach this thing like I feel it? But they have enough discernment to know they are not there because they did something wrong. And so if God had put them in there, it's with the purpose of being able to minister to somebody. And so that man, as a result of them staying planted and using discernment, Bible makes it clear that he says, what must I do to be saved? And this man who was getting ready to kill himself, they minister to him, end up following him home. And not only do they follow him home, but his entire household ends up being baptized because Paul and Silas were in the prison. Can I preach it like I feel it? Oh my, I wonder who the Lord wants to reveal himself to through your fiery situation. The fact of the matter is that the prison is your assignment, not your punishment. Change your perspective and allow God to use you because the fact is that there are people who will look at you and give God praise because of the fact that his presence is in attendance even in the midst of your situation. And I preach the gospel as I bring this plane down for a landing. Bible makes it clear that when we were sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful shore, that God decided in flesh, come on somebody, to put on the earth suit of the people that he was going to save. And instead of showing up and tripping, come on somebody, even when Jesus was in a position where he was like, do I have to do this? Bible says that he says, nevertheless, it's not my will. Come on. It's not about me. But he says, not my will, but your will be done, O God. And Jesus, God in flesh, goes all the way to the cross. And the Bible makes it clear that this same Jesus, come on, somebody, that he was entrapped, that he was imprisoned in a tomb. Come on. And the fact of the matter is that if you look from the outside, it may have seemed that this Jesus was locked up and forsaken in the prison called the tomb. Come on somebody but the bible makes it clear come on that even though it seemed like the tomb was hopeless come on somebody that bright and early come on on a sunday morning come on can i have church all by myself in this auditorium bright and early on sunday morning that the father said get up come on and the spirit of god raised jesus from the dead you ought to give god praise that jesus shows us and demonstrates that even the grave is not the end come on the prison is not my punishment but it's my assignment and even Jesus lets us know that no matter what your situation is looking like if you would shift your perspective God can get some massive glory out of your life if you are determined that you're gonna come out with wings after this I dare you to put those hands together right there in the midst of your bedroom right in the midst of the tears come on you thought that thing was for your destruction but God says it's not for your destruction you thought that it was over but God saying it's not over come on as long as there is breath in your lungs there is hope beyond this and if I said it it's not canceled come on somebody shift your perspective so I just want to remind you outcome for doing righteousness is not always glamorous God's presence no matter where you are is always in attendance when you're planted in purpose Prosperity is not positional. And then I want you to know, number four, that the prison is for your activation, intercession, fortification. And what we're going to learn about next week is your promotion. And so in this moment, you might be watching this in your life. All this sounds great. 
but I don't have a relationship with this God that you're talking about. I'm not walking in purpose, so this is irrelevant to me. And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing or what position you're in. You today can begin a relationship with God and begin to walk in purpose. Your life can have meaning. Your life will extend beyond this life. Come on, somebody. I wonder if there's any redeemed folk that know what I'm talking about. You can begin a relationship with Jesus right now. All you got to do, Bible makes it clear, it says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hell and death are real. But the Bible makes it clear in John 3.16, God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes or puts trust and faith in him, in Jesus, if you believe in him, as Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you ask him to be the boss of your life, and if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from death, then you will be saved. And so you can put your trust in him today. And when you do so, you can have eternal life. doesn't matter what happens to you. Not even death is the end. The prison of death is not even the end. You have life eternal and you will be with God forever and ever. And you can make that decision now and know right now and have assurance right now. Aside from your works. It's not like, oh, I got to get it all together. I got to do a whole bunch of stuff first before. No, you can come to Jesus just as you are. Give him your life. And today you can begin a relationship with him. So if that person is you and you're like, that's me, Pastor Andrew. I want to I put trust and faith in Jesus. I want to give him my life today. Uh, if that person is you, uh, pray this prayer with me and mean it with all your heart. This prayer doesn't save. It's Jesus who saves. But this prayer is a line in the sand. It's a time of commitment where you're saying, I'm giving my life to Christ. Even if it's a recommitment, you may have walked away from God. But he has never walked away from you. Come back home today. And so we pray and we say, God... Thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins and rising from death with all power. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. And I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, praise God. I'm so excited for you if you have made that decision. God bless you.